excited to uh, bring in a, maybe a different perspective. You know, we always talk about recruiting. We, we're recruiting. We, we have college athletes on here. We've got coaches. And we're going to go a little different route this week. And we've got someone who is actually uh, the Orange Crush. And what would you call yourself? Are you the president, the director? What, what's your title? Lauren McMillan. <laughs> Considered vice president of Orange Crush. Vice president. All right, there you go. So if the president is like in trouble, then you have to take over. Is that the way it works? So um, in, in today's day and age, that would be like if they have COVID or they're quarantined, then you're in charge, I guess. So is that how it goes? Something like that. <laughs> so Lorna, tell me a little bit about yourself. I know I, our, our first interaction actually is kind of a fluke because we were both watching Brad Underwood show a cow at the Illinois State Fair. How that how that happened? Oh my gosh, it was so amazing. I actually was in the same barn that Brad Tepper was in. So I had been, been told about it all week and I told everyone they were yanking my leg. That wasn't true. And then all of a sudden he showed up that morning and I was like, there's no way this is actually Brad. So yeah. at that point I had to go introduce myself and let him know I was involved in agriculture as well as Orange Crush. And then definitely see him show um, a Hereford heifer was crazy and something I never thought I'd see. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's a school like Illinois, too. you got a great ag school. Um, I know that's your kind of field of study, and Illinois is a great ag school. So it's like great to have that kind of uh, cross, cross-curricular, we'll call it. You know, we got ag- agriculture and basketball. So how did you get started in the uh, agriculture business, Lauren? Yes, yeah, so I actually am from Tisco, Illinois, which is about two hours northwest of Champaign, where I grew up on a Hereford cattle operation, and I'm a fourth generation. So it's been in my family for many years, and that's kind of where my growth of agriculture first began. Today at University of Illinois, I actually major in agriculture leadership with a minor in agribusiness as well as media. So that kind of still stems off of my past, and now today, as you heard, I do still show Hereford cattle, where I'm on the national junior board as a leadership chair. So you're hearing a lot of terms of um, agriculture as well as leadership. So I'm very involved in the University of Illinois, whether it's the agriculture college, sports student sections, or other student advancement opportunities where I'm able to work with professionals as well as peers in my college and outside of my college. I'm not exactly sure what the future holds for me. I do know that I would like to work with people in any capacity that I possibly can even if it is communication-based or anywhere in the country. So definitely open to anything and always having fun with my experiences. Well, if you want to get into podcasting, radio, then uh, maybe we can maybe we can hook you up sometime. So uh, we, we can maybe do something there. So uh, actually, uh, full disclosure, I actually grew up in a Hereford firm too, as you know. So this is, uh, so, you know, it's a little bit different. I'm a little bit older than you, but yeah, still, uh, still did grow up in a Hereford firm. Um, back when we had to, you know, walk 10 miles uphill both ways to school back in that day. So uh, now the reason you're on here, though, isn't about your cattle prowess or anything like that. It's about you're the vice president for the Orange Crush. Uh, Can you tell me a little bit about how you got involved in the Orange Crush uh, and how how you got started? Yeah, so honestly, kind of a little bit like the agriculture industry, I am a third generation Illinois student. So it's kind of been in my blood that Illinois orange and blue have to love it all and so my parents made sure to expose me to that at a young age so I went to many Illini basketball games and I remember sitting in the stands and looking down at Crush and being like 
I want to do that when I get older. When I come to U of I, that is my goal to, to do that. So it's crazy for me to think that I'm actually here now being involved in that. And I know um, I'm actually at 4-H house here, uh, the sorority on campus. And that's where we actually have a lot of girls that have been involved in crush before. And that's where I got my first steps to be a crush captain my freshman year. And then I was encouraged to run for the executive position of philanthropy chair the fall, this past year. And during COVID, that was my position. And now I am currently the vice president and have an amazing exec team. And I couldn't ask for anything better to go through this next season as we have went through a kind of blank year last year to kind of restarting things and building back up to an even better year this year. So as you, Orange Crush, you guys always set your goals. And I think you told me one of your goals that you guys want to kind of have a new benchmark that you want to reach this year when you're talking about your donation. Because a lot of people think the Orange Crush is just uh, people outside, maybe not from Illinois, but don't, don't realize all the things that you guys do. It isn't just a bunch of guys who show up and at a basketball game and, you know, jump in place or whatever. There, there's a lot more to it. And you, you, you guys raise, do a ton of fundraising. And so talk about what you're trying to accomplish um, this year uh, as on the fundraising side. Yeah, so for those that do not know Orange Crush, yes, we are a student section at the Illini basketball men's and women's games. However, we also do a lot of now philanthropy raising. So that goes ran through the Crush Foundation. And this is one of the biggest student organization philanthropic, um, philanthropic, there you go ways of student ran and it's awesome to be able to be a part of that I know once I first got involved I was a little confused but now we were able to as a whole we in the past I know certain years we've raised over 50,000 to give money back to our community in the Champaign area as well as anyone else that is interested so on our website it actually says we have raised over two million in the entire years that we've been in Orange Crush so this past year we actually raised $20,000. And that was a great, obviously, accomplishment with COVID. But this year, let's step it up a little bit more and bring us back to that $50,000 in hopes that we can give back to our community or anyone else as is interested. So as students pay to become student student members of Orange Crush, when they buy their tickets, they also will fundraise for crushed and that will go back to our community too so it's not just orange crush exactly and everyone it's everyone on campus and in the community so as you guys have so if someone is it open now or you've got all your members or you are still adding people now we currently are still adding actually the adding will start tomorrow it will be september 1st is when their tickets first come out and once a student or uh, buys their student ticket, they will automatically be an Orange Crush member and can start raising for Crush Foundation. So we are very excited for those student tickets. Um, hopefully they will last a little bit long, but it's at 9 a.m. So if anyone is looking to do that, um, be on their right away. So we're thinking those will sell out fast. <laughs> so 9 a.m. on Wednesday, September 1st, you can yes. start getting your Orange Crush tickets. So you guys want to join in. Um, and you know, you get to, you get to meet Lauren probably. So that's, that makes it all worth it. Right. That's the highlight. Of course. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> and that's important. And maybe you'll even get to come on the Sturdy for 30 podcast if it works out. So um, that's the best part. Yeah, exactly. So that's when you're big time. That's when you know, you've made it. Um, so uh, anyway, so, so I have to ask this question as, as a guy, who, you know, obviously I cover basketball, football, recruiting, and, you know, we've covered volleyball, everything, a little bit of everything, but when we cover recruiting, how much do you guys like follow recruiting as, as parts of the Orange Crush? Like, were you on pins and needles this summer whether, wondering whether Kofi Coburn was coming back this July? Or is it just kind of like show up and see what happens? 
Oh my gosh, no, we are totally in that whole recruiting thing too. We look forward, even like when we're getting freshmen and sophomores in for the coming years, we look forward to those. But even especially the example of Kofi, we were all texting in our group chats of, oh my gosh, is he coming back? Like, what do you think is going to happen? Like over and over again for about two months because we were so stressed. But we are so happy to see Kofi and everyone else that came back this next year to see how um, them as well as our new freshmen will kind of come collaborate together to create a great team. Yeah, and of course, you you can find all that information on IlliniGuys.com where we have, you know, we probably you wouldn't have been near as stressed if you would have been on IlliniGuys.com because the, the funny thing, I was actually sitting with Kofi like in July at a basketball tournament. So I, I could have told you what he was thinking a little bit. So no, okay. uh, they, these are, these are fun things that happen. So, um, but you know, I, I really appreciate you coming on Lauren. I don't want to take too much of your time. I know you're a busy college student, even though you only have class two days a week, you told me. So I don't, I don't know how busy you can actually be if you're only in class two days a week. I mean, what do you oh, do yeah. the other days? What, what, what do we, I guess orange crush stuff, right? I say, yeah, I got two days to do school and three days to do orange crush. There you go. That's good. So you get your priorities in line. That's important. Thank so, you. um, so, you know, I, I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, we're excited for the season. Obviously orange crush, a big part of the basketball experience at university of Illinois, uh, when, when you guys didn't get to do it last year, you know, be on the sidelines. And it, we're very excited to see you guys back on the sidelines. I, I do know sitting in front of the Orange Crush, like where I sit, I sit in press row. So I'm right behind. So you guys are really loud. I, I will say that really loud. I do hear some odd things occasionally, and I kind of wonder, but uh, what's going on with the youth of America? But you have you have revitalized. Now I feel like after talking to you, maybe the youth of America is going to be okay. Is that safe to say? I'd hope so. I'm hoping I can bring that back to you a little bit, but yes, we're <laughs> so excited to be back in Orange Crush and cheering on the team. I know even talking to Brad, he said the entire team missed the excitement and energy that Orange Crush brought, and I just cannot wait to be back in State Farm Center and fill that entire place up. So if people want to donate to Orange Crush, donate to your program, uh, how do they do that? Is there a way they can go online or they? how can they contact you? Yes, yeah, so they can actually go type in on Google, type in Orange Crush, and that first page will come up as Orange Crush Illini Pride. And when you scroll down our page, you'll have the information of how to get your student tickets, as well as how to grant your levels so that you can give back to the Crush Foundation. And there will be a link there. Um, I'd recommend either you can raise it yourself or you can ask others, your grandparents, people in the community to help you fundraise too. So we can give as much back to those that are in need. That's awesome. All right. Appreciate that. Um, thanks for that information. Also, Lauren, I, I do want to mention that we actually, so another thing, I, I'm going to throw out some more sales for myself. Maybe we've got some students listening. Alignaguys.com, we have memberships. We actually have a discounted membership for students. And students, we also are giving out scholarships in the spring for next year. Um, a few $1,000 scholarships to uh, members' families if their students are at Illinois. So there you go. Maybe some you roll the dice, you might win a scholarship and you get all this information, you find out what Kofi's thinking before before he knows. And that, that's the important thing before he announces it anyway. So that's all, all right. that's very important. <laughs> all right. Well, hey Lauren, thanks for coming on 30 for 30. I really appreciate you coming. We have um, you know, you're gonna uh, like I say, you're 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 now a star. So uh, when you walk around, you may have to wear the hat and sunglasses a little bit, but uh other than that, it should be just shouldn't be a big deal. Um, also, you can check out uh, Lauren. We'll also have Lauren uh, on the Atlanta Guys Sports Spectacular this week, uh, and, and so she'll be. Uh, we'll get some tidbits there. How you can sign up and uh, donate to Orange Crush, which they do a great. You know, I, don't, I know we've had fun with this, but I want you to understand they do a lot of great work 
in really helping the community and giving back. And, and I think that's really important. So once again, thanks, Lauren. Appreciate you coming on. And uh, we'll catch you, uh, catch you at the basketball games. Yes, thank you so much. It was an honor to be here. And I cannot wait to see you soon. All right. 30 for 30, uh, Lauren McMillan, who is the vice president of the Orange Crush, joined us and uh, gave us the lowdown on the Orange Crush and what everybody's think, uh, how excited everyone is to be back in the State Farm Center. Orange Crush Vice President joined us. Thanks, Lorna. Um, very excited about basketball season, and that's going to be very evident when Brandon Wildman and I uh, start talking about the Illinois basketball roster. And so uh, Brandon joins us here, and Brandon is, of course, a uh, friend with a lot of guys on the basketball team, and he has some great insight into the basketball roster and what to look for from this team. And he and I are going to go back and forth here for the next few minutes talking about this roster let's let's look at let's you and i maybe let's look at this roster a little bit i mean obviously the 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 two guys who everybody talks about are kofi coburn you know the big guy in the middle and the point guard andre carbello then you've got the three super seniors you know you've got trent frazier who's you know you know fifth year guy Devonte williams fifth year guy you add alfonso Plummer, who is fifth year guy who can you know great shooter you got all these guys. So I guess where we that then we start off, we know what we pretty much know what we're getting from those guys. Maybe Bellows improved, I think. He's gonna be better than than he was a year ago, even more like he was at the end of the year. But so you know what you get mm -hmm. with those guys. What are your thoughts on the rest of the guys? I mean that because and Jacob Grandison, we have him, but I've heard Jacob Grandison's really made strides too this offseason. So I think we're gonna see a better mm -hmm. Grandison. We saw a lot of him last year, but I think we're gonna see a more um advanced player there. What are your thoughts on the rest of the mm -hmm. roster? Yeah, you know, quickly, Andre Curbelo, I is I'm putting my money down, best point guard of the Big Ten. I know there's a lot of talk about Jaden Ivey, but Jaden Ivey against Illinois last year had zero points and two rebounds. And I get it, he's made huge strides this summer, but he's still got a he's Demonte Williams, Trent Frazier, they're two really good defenders. And Jaden Ivey's got to prove he can hit a consistent shot to give him the best point guard in the league over Andre Cabello, who did it more consistently last year. Now, then you got Kofi back. Obviously, Kofi, from the reports, his free throw looks better. He's passing out of double teams, and he's just a monster at the rim. That's huge. Um, Trent's going to be Trent. He's not going to be hesitant. Um, the offense is going to flow a lot better than last year because last year it was just get to the, you know, aisle pick and roll, aisle pick and roll, whatever. Bellows, we're going to be able to be a little more consistent spaced out, which is awesome. Grandison, I think just confidence-wise, is huge. Uh, you know, you could see the first few games last year, he just wasn't very confident. And, you know, but he's got the ability. And then he got confident. He could start playing defense better. His shooting was better. And, you know, I have zero worries about him. Now we look at the bench. Alfonso Plummer was 89th percentile catch and shoot last year. And just minuscule, you know, less in defensive efficiency compared to Adam Miller. But you're going up about 30 percentile points, percentage points, on offense. That's huge because Adam Miller had a lot of opportunities last year. Plumber's going to get those this year. And then you look at Omar Payne. I love Georgie. I love him. But the inconsistency with Georgie was a very big issue last year when he would come in as the backup five. Omar, and mostly it was defensively. Omar Payne, much more athletic, 
a much better rebounder. Well, we think will be a much better rebounder. We'll see. His numbers weren't very, you know, didn't translate as well. But athletically, he's a lot, you know, more athletic. He's a better defender, especially shot blocker. He's going to be the best shot blocker on the team. And he's athletic enough to guard a four, a la EJ Liddell, if we need to go that route. Because if he's guarding EJ Liddell, who the heck is guarding Kofi? You know what <laughs> EJ I mean? Liddell has to play the five at Ohio State, right? I mean, it's is, either EJ or Joey Bronk, right? Joey Bronk, baby. You know, <laughs> so I love I love what we got there. And then you look at Mont- Monte's coming off the bench. Um, Austin Hutcherson, I get it. There's so much talk about, well, you know, he's never he hasn't played a game in two years, blah, blah, blah. No, he hasn't. But he practiced for a full year without injury against Io DeSumo, going one-on-one with him every day in practice. Last year, until he got hurt, he was doing really well in summer workouts up until practice. And he got his back, and everyone's like, well, is it a chronic back injury? It was a completely different injury than what his high school issue was. That's my th- that's my understanding. And now the reports are he looks really, really good. Problem is, well, not, not a problem. You don't need him to be your top three, top four guy. You got Bella. You got Kofi. You're going to have Trent Frazier. You're going to have Alfonso Plummer. You just need Hutcherson, eight to ten points a game, three to four rebounds, and just get, use that athleticism on defense. That's all you need from him. You don't need 15 to 20 points a game. But he's a great three-point shooter, too. So I'm looking forward to that. And we're, we haven't even got to Coleman Hawkins. Like Coleman Hawkins, I, you know, we went about this on the board. He's made strides. He's gotten bigger. He looks better. You know, he's more comfortable. But I think he's your eighth, ninth guy off the bench. I don't, I don't foresee him overtaking a Jacob Grandison. I really don't. Or DeMonte Williams. And that's a good thing. That's okay. You know, because I think your team – He'll be able to go in at times when you need the you know the matchups, but Coleman Hawkins playing 15 to 20 minutes or 12 to 17 minutes as your eight nine guy, that's amazing. That's fantastic. That's your that's a Big Ten championship team. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you look at then you, then you look at the freshmen. Um, you know you got Goody, who I I think is going to be a really good four year player for Illinois. I'm not sure how much impact he'll have this season. R.J. Melendez I think will probably get the most minutes out of the three. Um, I think he's got the. I think he's gonna have the best, you know, tr- easiest transition with his length. And then Podzimski can shoot. There's no question about Podzimski that he can shoot. The questions are strength and defense right away as a freshman because he, he, you know, the step up from what he was playing at with no AAU either because of COVID to Division One Big Ten basketball is gonna be. A, there's gonna be a learning curve. And then of course you got BBB and uh, Lieb, which. I'm not sure you can expect anything out of either one. Um, BBV, it's technically he's still a freshman, so <laughs> not crazy. Um, yeah, he's, 20, like, he's like twenty-one. A, he's, he's a twenty-one jacked freshman. I mean, could spell some minutes in foul trouble. Um, Lee, I still think has a long way to go in the strength, you know, strength and conditioning. So I'm not really expecting much there. But I, I, I love last year's team, but they had depth issues at times. This yeah. year, they're much deeper. I think we can be a much better team off – not much better. I think we could be a more efficient offensive team and more efficient defensively, even though we were really good on defense last year. Really good. It's yeah. all going to – honestly, sorry, Mike, it's, it's going to factor can Austin Hutcherson play solid defense. If he could play solid defense, that starting five is a very good defensive team. Yeah, I actually, I'll be honest with you. I, I think, um, you know, you, you lose, you really lose three guys. You lose Io, you lose Adam, you lose Georgie. Mm-hmm. And you replace them, you know, 
I think Omar Payne is an upgrade. I, li- I like Georgie, don't get me wrong. And there's going to be things he did well. But I, Omar Payne, I think, is a more complete player. He does more things. Mm-hmm. He's more physical. He's better defensively. I think, um, you know, you know, Adam Miller, I think Alfonso Plummer can replace Adam Miller. You know, um, now you just basically, you know, do you get more out of Coleman Hawkins? Do you get, and then you add Austin Hutcherson, who I don't think with the other guys being better and being like upgrades, Austin doesn't have to be out of sumo, you know, mm-hmm. with the natural improvement. He just has to be good. And if he's good, if he's just a solid player, I think this team can be as good or better than last year. And, and for me, I like, I, I want to, you know, you, you obviously would love to see him win the big 10, but at the end of the day, it's what they do in the tournament. And mm-hmm. I think this team is built better to make a tournament run than the team a year ago was just because they're a little more um, balanced. There's a little more balance. Mm-hmm. There's not as much emphasis mm-hmm. on it has to be Iowa Kofi because we, you know, it's amazing in that oil game. We, we kept going to that Iowa well, and, and he didn't have it that day and, and nothing against him. But I mean, you know, it, it was, but it's just that that was the guy they, they fed. Now I think you're going to be more guys are going to get involved and maybe it mm-hmm. creates more confidence from them and you just become more fluid. And we saw that at the Michigan game. We saw that in other games when, when I was out where they didn't rely on him. And it's, it's almost like the Jordan thing where everybody watches, stands back and watches him play. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I think they did with Ohio. Well, hundred percent. And I think something you're going to see this year with this team is at all times there are three shooters that have capabilities of shooting 40-plus percent from three. Now, in your starting lineup, you're probably going to have Trent Frazier. You're probably going to have Austin Hutcherson and Jacob Grandison at your starting lineup. All three of the guys are 40-plus percent free th- or three-point shooters. Andre Cabello, we just need him to get to 30%. Not asking much. Kofi, he ain't shooting outside the lane. He might have a jump shot here and there, right? But then you bring in your backups. Alfonso Plummer is going to be – is going to be battling Trent to be for the most flames of the season. And flames to me is like, you just get hot and you can't yeah. miss, you know, Alfonso Plummer from, you know, from what I've been told, and this is by people that don't like to admit it. He has a flame. Like he just, he has a flame, you know, he just yeah. does not miss. And then you got Monte Williams, led the nation in three point percentage. Yeah. <laughs> you know, off the bench. And then Coleman Hawkins, three point shooter. You know, Omar Payne ain't going to shoot. But my point being, though, is you are going to have more outside shooting threats than you did last year. And you're going to have a more balanced attack with Bellow, you know, you know, piercing the lane. Three shooters on the outside. Kofi right there for a dunk down or Kofi, whatever. You know, he goes to the key, whatever it is. You're going to have a more balanced, efficient offense. And I think that's huge. And I think so that's we, what's getting lost in a lot yeah. of people's preseason stuff. As they just see, oh, Io's gone. But okay, Io's twenty points, right? Give me Hutcherson ten points. Now you got you gotta you gotta find 10, ten points now instead of twenty. Cabello probably gets three or four of that. Kofi three or four of that. Now you gotta find two points. Kofi's just gotta make like one out of one like ten percent more of his free throws, you know, and he'll have he'll have a couple more points a game. You know what I mean? Like legit. I mean, just better free throw shooting can, can make a difference well, there. Bello's gonna score more. Well, no yeah, doubt. 100%. And that's what I'm saying, though, is Kofi goes from 17 to 20. Bello goes from 12 to 15. Trent goes from 10 to 14, 15, which I really think is going to be the case. Then you go um, Hutcherson, obviously, with 10, right around there maybe. And then Grandison, what he, he was like seven points a game or six points a game last year. I could see him averaging eight, hit a three, a couple layups here and there. Like, I could see it, you know. And then you got Plummer, who's just 
he's going to make two, one or two threes every game. It's what he's well, going to do. And just if he, he'll get the same opportunities Adam Miller had. And, and you know, mm-hmm. and he's also got a super quick release. You know, his ability to get a shot off. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny, actually, we're talking about Plummer. I actually, a uh, guy from the NBA told me, like, legit, he has a chance to possibly play in the league. Mm-hmm. If he was 6'5, he'd play in the league just because he, but he's not. You know, he's 6'1. So, but his ability to knock down shots and get the shot off quickly, I mean, that's that's NBA spacing. He'll probably play in the summer mm-hmm. league next summer, and we'll see what happens mm-hmm. with that. So, um, yeah, you, so it's wild. I, I really think this team has a chance to be pretty good, really good. So we'll see. Yeah, me too. I'm I'm very excited. Um, you know, and, and if you look at the top of the Big Ten, Michigan for Michigan to be the great Michigan team. You know, I saw a thing from I think two four seven ranked their top. You know, tw- whatever Big Ten teams, and Michigan was number one. They bring back Hunter Dickinson, who got absolutely daddy owned by Kofi Coburn. Um, Eli Brooks, which I think Eli Brooks is a really good player. And then they're relying on a bunch of freshmen that, don't get me wrong, five-star freshmen for the most part are usually pretty good. But by pretty good, do we mean are they good enough to put up 10, 15 points a game? They're not all Cade Cunninghams. Um, Devontae Jones is coming from Coastal Carolina. Okay. You know, he had good numbers at Coastal Carolina, but that's a much different conference than the Big Ten. You know, it's going to be – he's not a – Mike. you know, I don't think he's as good as Mike Smith was. Mike Smith was the perfect guy for them last year. You know, and then they got Brandon Johns Jr., who I, I don't know why anyone thinks he's going to be a stud or anything. I mean, he, he's been an average big man, whatever. And you look at Purdue. Purdue brings back everyone, um, literally everyone. But Jay Nivey, for him to meet expectations this season, he's got to go from a guy that was probably the most inconsistent guard in the Big Ten to the best player in the Big Ten. I mean, for them to reach their ceiling of what everyone says. I I think he's going to be really good. Don't get me wrong. But he's got a very – he's got a lot of expectations to meet, and it's going to fully solely focus on him to hit three-pointers on the move, on the dribble, you know, it just stuff that he was very inconsistent with last year. Yeah, I, I'm and a big Jaden Ivey like, fan. I, I like mm-hmm. Ivey, but I think sometimes we, we've almost crowned him before he's done it yet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just based on hype. And he had a good U19 team, but – you know, I don't know. I mean, I think he's good. I think he's an all Big Ten guy. Mm-hmm. But is he is he going to dominate the league? I, I don't know about that. And so I, I think Purdue probably is going to be good. I think Michigan's going to be mm-hmm. good. I think Illinois is going to be right there. I think Illinois has a chance to be the best of the three, though. So You know, I, I think a great comparison. I saw someone say Ivy reminds him, you know, this year Ivy reminds him a lot of an upperclassman Iowa. And I said, whoa, 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 whoa. Like you guys, like Jay Nivey averaged like nine points a game last year and more turnovers and assists. Like, let's pump the brakes here for a second. Like, he's going to be amazing, but he can be a sophomore IO. And where IO was pretty good, he was a was he first team, second second team was yeah, he first yeah, team Big Ten, yeah, first team Big Ten media or whatever it was, really good yeah. season. But he had there were some situations where he wasn't he still he wasn't the best player. In the yeah, league. he made Luka huge strides. Luca Garza was, you know what I mean. That's yeah. how I could see it being this year. Kofi Colburn, in my opinion, is going to be the best player in this league. And I think – I, I don't know if they'll vote him the best player, but he is the most dominant player. He's the player that no one can – Unquestioned. You can't match up with him. I mean, and, and I think that's throughout college basketball. Kofi is unique. Um, and, and there are some <laughs> limitations, but he's the most dominant player in college basketball regardless of position because mm-hmm. you have to worry about him all the time. 
I mean, you always have to worry about where Kofi is. You can't stop him. I mean, if he gets the ball deep, you're done. You're, you're just going to foul him. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be his hack of Kofi. And he, if he makes free throws, if he makes like 65%. He's going to average 20, point, 23, 24. It's over. Like, I mean, you can't, mm -hmm. you're, you're not going to stop it if he makes free throws. So, mm -hmm. so. Well, I had, I had someone trying to argue with me. Yeah, I had someone trying to argue me that Trace Jackson Davis with the new coaching staff could be the best big in the league. And I, I sat here, I'm like, let's just look at the bigs and their statistics against Kofi Coburn. Outside of the very first game Luka Garza had against Kofi, Kofi owned Luka Garza. Not owned, but was better than Luka Garza in the rest of the games. And that was the very first game at Iowa City his freshman year. Travion Williams last year had 14 points, but it took him 14 shots to get there. And when you're a guy that doesn't shoot outside, that's a lot of shots to get to 14 points. Um, Hunter Dickinson, I think, had six points and two rebounds in the one game they played last season. Trace Jackson Davis, I don't, I don't think has he had any game where he outplayed Kofi or even been close to playing the level of Kofi? I don't think so. Um, so and EJ Liddell is just a. I can't really compare EJ and Kofi because like. EJ doesn't do anything on the block. Like, he's always a three-pointer or these little yeah, fadeaway elbow. Animal. You know, it, it, you, I can't really compare that. That, that. That's different. But anyone trying to tell me Kofi Coburn isn't the best big man or isn't the preseason Big Ten player of the year or whatever, I'm just sitting here. I'm like, did you watch at all last season? Like, the, yep. these players can take jumps, but Kofi can't take a jump. Like, if Kofi – Kofi shot, like, 50% from the free throw line. Yep. And like he missed, he missed a lot of like he missed some layups that he shouldn't have missed, and he still shot sixty whatever it was percent. Yeah, you know he can make a massive jump, and he still he still has room to grow on rebounding too. Yeah, like I just I'm I'm flab It's just to me a lot of people are forgetting that Illinois players can get better too. It's not not just Purdue players, not just Michigan. Yeah, Illinois players can get better too. No question. So and I, and think I think they will. I think you've got the. Yeah, and you've got the best on-ball on defender in the Big Ten. It's not no question. Trent Frazier, I will take him over any other person on-ball defender in the Big Ten. Yeah, it's funny. You watch him. You watch these guys in the NBA, you know, how much of an impact, like, look at Davion Mitchell. I mean, he, he NBA Summer League MVP, in large part because he guards everybody. You can't screen the guy. And get through. Trent Frazier's in, on the college level is like that. I mean, he is mm -hmm. has that – Ability to just lock people down, stay in their grill, mm -hmm. get through every screen so he can't get screened. I mean, just fantastic defender. Mm -hmm. All right. 100%. Well, we're both on the we're on the hype train. We're hyping it up right now. We've Absolutely. got recruiting visitors coming up August 28th that we've talked about before. You know, Cam Whitmore, Cam Corin. You know, I, I think you made a Brandon, you may have predicted that Cam will Cam Whitmore is gonna be the next commitment. So so I, I don't know how that's going to go, but if, if he's not, so I, I think you made that. I don't know, Brandon. Are you going to stick by that one? Well, in my defense, I didn't realize I said on that weekend, I thought we were just talking about the next commit. <laughs> I, I meant that I was trying to be contrarian and everyone was saying Cam Corrin. I'm going Cam Whitmore. I still think his top two is definitely North Carolina and Illinois, and those are his two visits that are coming up. He hasn't scheduled anything else. I, I, I don't know enough about it to see if it could be shut down this quickly. But realist, you know, from a person that just follows a lot of recruiting, it makes sense. It could be shut down quickly after that. So maybe I'll be right. Uh, maybe. Yeah. I, don't, I still well, think Illinois is in a great spot for Corin or yeah. uh, Whitmore. Well, both actually. So yeah. I, I hope you're right. And I think you're on the right track. I think Illinois is in a really good position with those guys. So we'll see how Jay Nepp's going to be on campus with them on August 28th. Very exciting um, Huge. to see those great guys. Player. And, and Epps is, those guys are like, man, I get to play with this guy. I mean, how cool is that? So, 
Mm-hmm. All right. Well, hey, that's uh, that's gonna be 30, 30, 30 for thirty. We ran a little long this week, Brandon. We talked a little <laughs> too much. Um, Tyler Underwood. We got to talk a little about cattle shows. We got a little bit of everything. So, um, we'll uh, next up on thirty for thirty later this week. We're gonna have a Nebraska football preview. We've got you know some Brad Underwood stuff coming up next week. We've got all kinds of good stuff for you guys over the next few weeks with football, with basketball recruiting all kinds of information. And of course, Brandon's going to have his eye on the lions coming up starting next week with uh, going up, giving us the best picks and you can make lots of money following Brandon. So if you'd have followed him last year, how much would we have made Brandon? So quick, it'll be the September. The first is the first. September show. The first. It'll be, yeah. It'll be before week one, not week zero. Uh, if you want some, uh, obviously the only power five games, Illinois, you know, I, I'm going to stick away from Illinois to stay away from that. Uh, but last year, if you'd followed us during the regular season, obviously the NCAA term was a little different because we said we had to pick every game, which I hate doing. Uh, we ended up being profitable on that fun fact. But if you just fit followed us in basketball, we went 38 and 19, about, I think it was 16.4 units, which if you bet $100, you're up $1,600. Um, and that was over a course of seven weeks, I believe, six weeks. Nice. Pretty so, good. That'd be pretty, a good deal. Good. So that'd be so if you could just do that, so follow Brandon Wildman, you'll make sixteen hundred dollars. That's what he just told you. So that's um, not what I said. That's not what I. No guarantees. No guarantees. <laughs> no guarantees. And it's just for fun anyway. We would never gamble for real. So we hundred percent. We just fun do it for only. fun. All right. Well, hey, that's thirty for thirty for this week. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Brandon Tyler, for joining us, and uh, catch us on alineiguys.com. Hop on the message board, listen to our podcast. Great time, and uh, also. Got to hype it up. The Illini Guys Sports Spectacular Radio Show coming to 25 stations around the state of Illinois uh, on this weekend, Friday and Saturday.